Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful Overbooked, and it's time for Newsworthy. We talk about the big smile I got on my face, Joel Pearl. I don't look at your face when we're doing this. I'm looking at the camera. We're, I'm making eye contact with, with our with our viewers and our listeners, Jeremy Lambert. I don't know what you're talking about. And what, what the viewers just write into my viewers. How are you doing today? I hope you're having a good day. Oh, don't, yeah. Joe, don't, don't Joe Gacy this whole thing, please. I got to tap my fingers for the, for the <laughs> 30 minutes while we talk about these articles. <laughs> Jeremy, we have our five articles. We're ready to pop ourselves. We're in a pretty good mood, I think. How are you doing? How was your week? Well, I'm representing the 2022 Stanley Cup champion, Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, we're doing good. We got the hat here as well. It's be- it's a beautiful day to be a champion, Joel Pearl, here on this Saturday. Did you just receive the hat this week? Like, It looks crisp. It looks like you just bought it. No, I got I've got it for a couple of weeks. It's in my my profile picture on Twitter, and I changed that uh, a few weeks ago. I've had, I've had it for a couple of weeks now. It looks crisp because I don't let the little hooligans that live in this house touch this thing. Uh, it's only it's only touched by me. So uh, yeah, the, I don't let the the little ones always want to. You know, can I wear this hat? Can I wear this hat? Like no, no, no. I got five million other hats that you can wear. Don't touch this one. It's actually nice. Do you wear that hat outside of the house? My my upset, yeah. I I wear a hat everywhere you I go. Can. Yeah. Okay. You know, I, I I understand that, but some people like they'll buy a hat and they'll be like, "This is part of a collection. It cannot be oh, worn." No. It's no. like it's some people with sneakers, right? Right. No, but, I, I wear I wear a hat everywhere I go, and I don't buy a hat unless I plan on wearing it. I don't just wear it as like I don't just have it. I don't collect things. I, I put things to use. Ah, well, if you want to put things to use here on this video, you can toss us a thumbs up and subscribe to us here at Fightful Overbooked. That's how we segue in the biz, Jeremy. Are you Very ready good. to do the top five and talk yes. about some are some news that you may have seen and some that you may not have seen and should have? Let's dig in. Number five, Goldberg says Brock Lesnar came up with the idea for a 90-second bout at the 2016 WWE Survivor Series. So this is from uh, an interview on Talk is Jericho for his 900th episode. He had Bill Goldberg on to talk about a little bit of Goldberg's career and then a little bit about Jericho and Goldberg's kind of past storied history, fights and things like that they've had. Um, and, I, and, and I'm glad that you pointed out this particular article because I didn't know that that, that was a Brock Lesnar deal. And I know that Goldberg also spoke very highly of Brock Lesnar. There was actually a lot in this interview. And when I saw that this hit my podcast feed, that Goldberg was talking with Jericho. I was like, Oh, that's, that's interesting. Cause we know about their history and everything. And they got into the WCW fight. And I don't recall like Jericho ever really fully disparaging Goldberg. And I don't recall Goldberg. I mean, like in his book and stuff, but different time, people grow, people mature. Right. So I, I, I get it. They, they were in different places way back then. And they, they touch on that of like, yeah, like we were kind of pitted against each other. And this is kind of what happened. Looking back, we were all kind of just stupid and like, it's, it's the wrestling business. Now we we've grown up and we're, you know, 50 year old men and fathers and everything. And we can talk about these things, but I was still surprised. He's like, Oh shit. Goldberg's on Jericho's podcast. It was a really good interview. And I know like part of this podcast is I like putting over interviews or in the case of people last week, I like varying interviewers. Chris Jericho was a really good interviewer and he says this a million times of like i look at it as a conversation it's not an interview i just treat it as like i'm talking to one of my friends and that always comes across in these things because jericho is one of the boys and he has so much history with all of these people he doesn't always know everything about the people 
that he interviews, but he learns as you learn some of these things. And then when you get to guests like Goldberg, who he does have a long history with, like they're just reminiscing about the past and just talking about shit. And Jericho is very good in the, in the setting of his podcast. He's good, whether he's being interviewed or whether he is the interviewer. Uh, as far as this particular thing goes, there's a lot of good stuff from this Goldberg interview. I got more articles uh, coming out of it. Uh, there's probably one on the site right now, as you're listening to this, another one, this particular one though, Brock Lesnar gets a lot of praise from his peers. Like if you like AJ Styles has put out Drew McIntyre, a lot of people have worked with Brock Lesnar. I think Danielson's put him over. Like they just talk about how smart he is and how his business mind where even like Vince, when he was on McAfee's show, he put him over. Like they talk about how smart he is when it comes to the business. And in this particular, like Goldberg, the same way he's like, yeah, Brock, he looked at it as like, this will build Goldberg. We can do something later down the line. It rebuilds the Goldberg aura, you know, 10 years after that debacle at WrestleMania 20. And this is a big, like a bit like way more than 10 years. But like, this is like a big moment for, for Goldberg, for me. Like, it doesn't hurt me. I'm fucking Brock Lesnar, whatever. Like hearing other people talk about Brock Lesnar. I wonder just how high he is on like that all time performer list, because I, feel like he's getting up there if he's not like top 10 already i mean a lot like you said a lot of people put over brock lesnar a lot of people praise him call him very smart to the business he knows how to get his money getting it out um i would love to hear from brock himself how he puts together a match for sure because i think for a lot of the time that people have known brock as a performer they've assumed that someone like paul Heyman is the one really putting together his matches. But I would I would actually be surprised to find out that Brock has really good ideas. Because as Goldberg alluded to, you know, Brock at one point when he was just a collegiate wrestler was like, I don't want to do that fake shit. And then yeah. he went on to do WWE and, and clearly has had one of the greatest, you know, careers of any pro wrestler ever, financially speaking. Um, Jeremy, there's one thing though. For all the praise that his peers heap on him. There's John Moxley. There is that. No, it just means that I really hope Brock Lesnar never runs for office. Oh, oh, no. we're not going. No, there, there is John Moxley though, who's like fuck Brock Lesnar. He didn't want to work <laughs> with me at all, and that match was bullshit. And I guess that is the other side of Brock. If like he don't want to work with you, he ain't working with you. <laughs> I would like to see those two match up again now because I think they're two very different individuals and they were paired up at that WrestleMania. This was 32 back in 2016 when there were injuries abound in WWE and the original plan for Lesnar and for Ambrose was probably not anywhere near that. It was, I don't think it was, I don't think it was Rain for Brock. Wasn't it? Weren't they doing I, like the Wyatt family thing at like the rumble? I think it wasn't was that year. It was either that year or that was the next year in Orlando, but then they pivoted to Bray with the title versus Randy. I'm sure someone in the comments has the 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 yeah. old school scoops. But regardless, I would love to see what they're doing now if they had done this match in 2022 when with the benefit of hindsight and the benefit of two performers who think differently about the business now than maybe they did, you know, five, six, seven years ago. Uh, that could be a different match. I think it'd be great if both men like showed up and we're willing to put that that match aside and like, hey, let's let's actually do good business. I, I bet it would be great because Brock, say what you will about the man, like he's a he really is an all time performer. Like there's something oh, different yeah. about Brock Lesnar. Like that man truly is. And and 
all-time performer in, in the world of wrestling. Hear me out, Brett, if you're listening. Brett Lauderdale. Okay. Are they talking about Brett Hart? Are you going to no. try to get Bret Hart back in the ring against Brock Lesnar? No, Goldberg talked about that in his interview, by the way, with, yeah, with I know. Jericho. So you get to that. Uh, no, Brett, Brett Lauderdale from GCW. If you're listening, here's the pitch. It's Moxley versus Brock Lesnar. One-on-one for the GCW oh, championship. Man. But Brock has to bring the tractor back <laughs> to the GCW <laughs> ring. Okay, just the most it's it's a death match with all the plunder, but the tractor has to be part of the finish. That tractor ain't fitting through them high school doors, man. I'm sorry. It's just No, no it's Chicago, just they're running a big they're running an event center. They're running a rec no. center. They can probably okay. prop open some doors and maybe rip open the top of the ceiling to fly. I don't know. There's a way to do it. I'm sure. I'm sure of it. No, I don't think so. Listen, I'm sure if you ask Effie, he can figure out the configurations to put an entire tractor in a building for a match that he's not involved in. Let's move on. I think so. You're optimistic. I appreciate your optimism. Yeah, once in a while I pull that out. Number four, Jaden Newman discusses winning the Scenic City Invitational Tournament in 2022. This was uh, from an interview that Steven Jensen did with uh, with Jaden Newman. And I know that the two of you have recently interviewed Mr. Newman on your show, The Spotlight, over at YouTube.com slash Fightful on Thursdays. Talk to me about this. Uh, why should people be paying attention to Jaden Newman? And what was the big uh, the big news coming out of this interview that he did with Steven Jensen? I mean, look, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything and be like, this is the most newsworthy story of the of the week. And this was, even though it's on our my top five of, of newsworthy, you know, I don't think this got picked up anywhere. It's not like this broke traffic records or anything. I picked this, one, because I love Steven Jensen. Two, like Jensen did this at, at uh, Battle Slam. He pulled Jaden aside and was like, hey, can we do five minutes to an interview? It was Jaden's first interview after winning the SCI, which as we talked about on the spotlight, it's one of the most prestigious independent wrestling tournaments out there. You can tell like in the quote, he has a long history with Steven Jensen. He even mentions there like, yeah, three years ago, remember like we were in the gym, Saudi Daisy gym, like watching SCI together. And I told you like, I'm going to be there one day. And then three years later, I'm not only there, I'm winning it. I just know like how excited Steven Jensen was for this interview. And that's why I picked it because we're, we're all about, I'm all about spotlighting under the radar stuff. Not, not always just the, the top of the top stuff, even though a lot of our picks today are kind of top of the top stuff. But for this particular one, it is just my excitement for Steven Jensen. Jensen works so hard on everything he does. He, he watches so much independent wrestling. He's always been a big supporter of independent wrestling. So to see him get this interview, to, to be able to listen to it, to be able to write a, a story out of it. I was just happy for my friend, Steven Jensen. And I hope people check out Scenic City Invitational. I hope they go out, they support Jaden Newman. And I'm sure Jaden Newman was like excited to talk about somebody who has been there with him all these years doing this, like doing this interview after winning this big tournament. So shout out to my guy, Steven Jensen. One thing I will add to that is I remember listening to the Weekender podcast on Fightful Select every weekend and Steven Jensen mentioning not just Jaden Newman as a wrestler, but also mentioning that he is the pick for the SCI tournament this year. And every time, every time he just kept repeating, it, kept repeating. It. And I was just like, I get it, Steven. But also I'm like, clearly you, you got a guy and you have the story, the backstory. So yeah, absolutely. We're talking more about Steven Jensen than we are about Jaden. We are. But, 
Again, At the same time, he won the this damn is, tournament. This is the show that I want to do. Joel Pearl, talk about whatever I want. All right, that's fair. Congratulations to Jaden Newman for winning the SCI 2022. Let's move on. Number three, Danhausen. He's in the news. Danhausen is discussing how he and Orange Cassidy helped create new fans. Uh, first of all, this is a noteworthy article because Danhausen doesn't do a lot of out of character interviews, and he did this one with uh, Hard Lore. Tell me about it and. Uh, Clearly, we got a lot to talk about with Danhausen. So I, I found this interview. Hardlore, I, they're they're like they're a band. I apologize to to those guys. I don't know too much about them, but they're they're like a band, and they do this podcast. They've had Brody King on before. They're they're good friends with Brody King, and of Brody Brody King is good friends with Danhausen. Uh, so it, it's Colin Young and and Bo Louders. Uh, not not Fest. Maybe that's the name of their band. I'm sorry, guys. No, not uh, not Fest is the Slipknot uh, Festival slash. I got a buddy who does work with 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 Notfest and and Alicia Atut who works with MLW. She also does work with Notfest. Shout okay. out to Notfest. Maybe the band's name is Hard Lore. Regardless, oh, Colin Young is from God's Hate. Isn't that Brody King's band? That's Brody King's band. Okay, well there you go. And, That's why he's Bo, friends with Body King. And Bo Loaders is from Harm's Way. Yes. All right. Well, there you go. So they do this podcast, and they're friends with Brody King. Now we kind of know why they're friends with Danhausen, who is apparently good friends with Brody King. No, that's a pairing. If if you didn't know, now you know. And I saw that it was they have it they have it listed as like Danhausen human form. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, I listened to it. It's two hours long, by the way. Two hours. This quote comes an hour and fifty three minutes into this thing. There's nothing Jesus. else that there's nothing else of note of like that. I was I was legitimately about to write an article on Danhausen's McDonald's order. Because that was about the only thing I could pull from this two-hour interview. And don't get me wrong. It's a great interview. If you want to learn more about like Danhausen the person and not the character, listen to this interview. It's very good. You learn how he hates Sublime. You you learn uh, like what is – yeah, he's not a big Sublime fan. Uh, I kind of get it. You, you learn uh, like the kind of bands he likes, the kind of food he likes, like collecting stuff and whatnot. And a little bit of wrestling, but not a ton of wrestling stuff in this and then finally an hour 53 into this two-hour interview he drops this and one i thought it was just a good wrestling story and two like because he's always in character for this stuff we don't get to hear dan danhausen say these things at like how he truly feels and i agree with him like you know orange cassidy you can debate him all you want like he's he's obviously a great wrestler people dress up as orange cassidy all the time danhausen was a very polarizing thing when he got signed to AEW. it was like i don't like danhausen i don't get him what the fuck? It's like, it's something different. I understand he's not like the, the work rate guy that everyone is expecting in AEW. They're not using him as that. They're using him as just a, a comedy guy who pops people. And like that AEW is just found on a bunch of pops, right? Like he fits great. And he is drawing new fans because he has a fan base from the comic book world and from like the, the social media world and everything. So I completely agree with what he was saying. And to hear Danhausen the person and not the character and like actually talk about that stuff. Like I, I thought it was great. Instead of, you know, because if he was asked about this in character, he'd be like, ah, I'd curse you and whatever, like curse those fans. And sure. But like that, it was a very interesting interview. Uh, if you want to get to know Danhausen more. And I really like this comment. And yeah, Danhausen out of character. You just don't you don't see it a lot. I mean, Conan was I think the only other time he's done like an out of character thing. So I was very excited to to go through this whole thing and pull something out of it. That interview, like you said, it's a two-hour interview, and that is the longest uh, 
episode that they've done. They don't have a lot of episodes on their podcast, Hard Lore, but if you're looking for other wrestlers who have done interviews on that show, uh, you mentioned Brody King. He's done one. And, of course, The Butcher, because you need to have The yeah. Butcher, Andy Williams, on. So uh, go check them out. That's Hard Lore. That's a, a presented by NotFest. Shout out to those guys. They're great. Uh, let's move on. Number two. I know you know what this one is. John Cena. John Cena confirms that he will not be at WWE Clash of the Castle. So clearly, Jeremy Lambert, that means that John Cena will be at WWE Clash of the Castle. <laughs> okay. All right. Th- this is from uh, Wales Comic Con. And so so here's why I picked this. Yeah, th- this show is is about me. <laughs> That's why I love it. It's just, it's just me talking about me and my thought process. And, and but this is why this is why I want to explain to the viewers listening. Like it is about like the interviewers, and I, I like to talk about them, and I like to talk about the articles and stuff. I picked this one specifically because that was the other John Cena one about the Vince McMahon Mount Rushmore and everything. I picked this one specifically because no one ever thought John Cena was like gonna be at Clash of the Castle. He's not advertised. No one figured like, oh, John Cena, he's definitely gonna be there. There's no hint of him being there or anything. But I I picked this and I wrote this article because this is how news works in wrestling. Is John Cena saying I'm not going to be there is like news because John Cena is saying I'm not going to be there because it's John Cena, right? Like this got picked up everywhere. Every fucking website ran like John Cena's status for Clash at the Castle confirmed. And it's like, no one actually thought he was going to be there, but he said he wasn't going to. So now everyone can run this news story of like, oh man, John Cena is not going to be there. And I wanted to like pick this article because it, it can give you insight if you are like an aspiring news writer or, or anything like that. This might not seem like news to, to anybody. It's not news to me. Like John Cena confirms what everyone already fucking knew because he didn't, no one ever thought otherwise. But you do articles like this. And people are just going to run with that kind of stuff because of who said it and the actual topic at hand, which is he's not going to be there. So again, aspiring news writers out there, you can turn anything into news. And if important people are possibly saying non-important things, does it matter? Write the article if it's a very important person like John Cena. I would have ran with the headline, Wales Comic Con boos John Cena. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which happened because they did boo him. And by the way, I pay, I put this one second. I put the Vince McMahon one first. That was the first article I put up from this Comic-Con. And I put this one second because I knew, one, probably no one's going to listen to this whole thing anyway. And if they do, it'll be a couple days later. And two, this isn't really like this huge breaking news type stuff that John Cena is not going to be there. But I knew everybody would pick it up. Again, these are just these are notes. Joel, we've had this conversation before of – I view interviews and news and like pulling stuff differently than you because you're just looking at it from almost like human interest kind of stuff. And I'm looking at it from like, what's going to get like clicks and wrestling interest and what's going to like picked up by a bunch of different websites. And so again, for any aspiring news person out there, these are the kind of things you have to think about when you listen to, to interviews. There you go. And that is very much the difference between how you and I view these articles. And you know what? You're the one who's writing them. So I kind of, I get it. I'm, I'm just there to, to read them and to second my own way. Absolutely. That's why we're doing the stupid show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't always like to praise myself, but I mean, 
I, I'm I'm really good at this when it comes to to news and and creating news. And as I said it the other week, and I was correct. I was correct, Joel Pearl on Dexter Loomis. I, I said right. he we was going to come Sean back. Yeah, Sean should have credited <laughs> me because I'm the one who listened to the Tommy Dreamer interview after burying Tommy Dreamer. I said, yeah, Loomis probably going to come back. He's in touch with these guys. They're bringing everybody back. Sure, he'll end up coming back. The news comes from Sean Ross Sapp reporting or Jeremy Lambert listening. That's where the news comes from. It's true. And you know what? And and I hope to God that on Raw, he's brandishing that hatchet behind the commentary desk. Because I want to go three for three, Jeremy. (laughs) Let's chop off heads. Why not? Jimmy could use a haircut. Sure. Tony Khan is number one. Once again, I'm creating news with this Tony Khan thing here. So everyone kind of jumped on this earlier on social media about Dustin Rhodes mentioning the possibility of All Out becoming a, or just AW pay-per-views expanding to a two-night event. Tony Khan, this is the, the article in question now. Tony Khan says, AEW is not moving to two-day pay-per-view events. Mentioned it at Terrificon. Oh, sorry, this was the, the Dustin Rhodes thing was during Terrificon. TK shows up on Busted Open as he always does, clears it up. Jeremy Lambert, clear it up for everyone. So Dustin Rhodes does this panel at Terrificon, and some stuff ran from it. Uh, Dustin like buried people who wanted like out of AEW. Is just like yeah, fuck them, like leave. Sorry, that, that's a paraphrase. If you He's don't like, like yeah, it, if, you can get out. Yeah, like if, if you're not happy here, then like you can leave. Like I tell them to go. Like and if you listen to it, it's a lot nicer than I'm sure the the words make it seem where he's just like yeah fuck off get out of here if you don't like it here if you listen to his answer it is very much of like hey if you're not happy here cool like maybe some other place will be better for you and then he kind of says like hey get the fuck out uh (laughs) but he also said the the two hour thing and this wasn't as picked up and then so i i I ran that part and that then that started to get picked up and then yeah tony khan just busted open they, they didn't ask him about this. He just went unprompted. So clearly this was something he, that was in his mind because he saw the news. I'm going to bury uh, some more people here. Tommy yes. Dreamer being one of them. Tommy, Can we Tommy just make this a, a, we're going to make this a weekly segment where you just bury Tommy Dreamer. Nobody else. Oh, and it all has got to come back to Tommy Dreamer. I don't mind Tommy Dreamer. Like, he's fine. He's going to find this show and, like, kill me. Um, I'll get a DM from him being like, I use a new phone and... <laughs> I don't appreciate how you talk about me on the show. So so Tony Khan goes on Busted Open, and he's like, I just want to talk about this. And Tony does this thing where he talks about the wrestling media and how, like, it's, like, it's not always, you know, it's not, like, corroborated or, you know, a lot of people are just, like, saying things and they don't, like, you know, this would never fly in the NFL media and the NBA media and all this stuff. Like Tony likes to do that with the wrestling media. And like in some instances, he's not wrong. I probably take it a little personal because I work with Sean Ross Sapp and I know how hard Sean Ross Sapp works at vetting and making sure the news is correct and legitimate and not just throwing shit at the wall. And I never think Tony is talking about Sean, but I take it personal when he says those things because of my relationship with Sean and just fightful in general. That's on me. 
I, I fully admit that. Like, the busted open guys and Tommy being one of them are always like, yeah, fuck the wrestling media. It gets twisted and, it, you know, it, it's out of context. It's clickbait and it's this. And again, I probably take that more personal than I should because a lot of these headlines and a lot of these quotes, they'll come from me. And then I can't help it if other websites run a different headline or don't understand the context or don't provide proper context. That's not my fault. If you go back and you follow the links, this is why you give, you know, trans- or give credit and, and whatnot, give link backs. If you go back and you look at the transcription, you can see the context that I put it in. And then you can draw your own conclusion from there. If you still want to be mad at me about that, then okay, let's have a discussion about it. Uh, but Tony likes to do that on Busted Open. And he was doing it here. But he did rightfully say, I look and I thought it was some like, what fucking bullshit reporter said this, that we were going to two hour <laughs> pay-per-views. And he's like, I look at the article. It's like, Dustin Rose is saying this. It's a guy from my own company saying this. And he's like, no, this has not been talked about. We're not doing this. Uh, you know, if we were going to do it, I wouldn't have it announced by Dustin Rhodes at a panel at Terrificon. Like this would not be, no <laughs> offense to Terrificon, but like this would not be the case. So Tony just wanted to clear all that up. And again, this is where it's like, one news story turned into another news story because the owner had to basically issue a retraction on what one of the wrestlers said, but I'm sure it was framed by other websites. And this is why I'm very careful about my, my headline framing of like Dustin Rhodes says he heard down the pike, AEW could be doing two hour pay-per-views. I'm sure there's a website out there. I don't know who, I'm sure there's a website out there that ran AEW's doing two hour pay-per-views according to Dustin Rhodes. And it's two day like, pay-per-views, two day yeah, pay-per-views. Two day, like I'm sure there's a website that, that ran that and it became a big thing. And like that, I know that's like what Tony was talking about when it comes to this stuff. I take it more personal when wrestlers and, and media people want to bury media and headlines and reporting because of the situation I am in and because of how big Fightful has grown. That's my my weekly rant on, on something, Joel. I'm always ranting about stuff. This has really just become a therapy session that I rant about the stuff that I don't have a platform to feel comfortable ranting otherwise. That's all the show really is, everybody. That's fine. That's why I'm here for it. <laughs> By the way, all I'm going to say, just to add to, to the, the tag of this, um, you're talking about, you know, wrestlers ragging on wrestling media jeremy what's that old saying telephone telegram tell a wrestler oh sure i don't know the saying pots calling kettles black jeremy is what i'm saying yeah that's what we got i've got we've got five articles up and five articles down is there anything else from this week that you were like gotta get it off my chest therapy session is open (laughs) What are we, or are we done here for the? No, week? that's it. That's that's really that's really what it it comes down to. This this show is me. It's I don't know what this show actually is. It, it is me trying to talk about the the good work that I've done for the week. It's me talking about the interviews that I've listened to, trying to put over interviewers and good people like Steven Jensen, good interviewers like Chris Jericho, and then if there's just stuff in wrestling media that upsets me, like I I want to talk about it because. I'm not some beacon standard. I don't consider myself a journalist or a reporter, but I've I've said this before. Like I do have like morals when it comes to how I write these articles. 
And I don't like thinking that any of my stuff is out of context or that I'm doing a disservice to these wrestlers. And if I am, I'm not hard to find. Like my DMs are open. If you feel like I, I misquoted you on something, like please let me know. I will gladly clear it up. I can't help it that I listen to the all these interviews and I write it the way I write it. And then all these other aggregation websites take it and write it the way they write it. That's that's not my fault. Again, I know I take it personal. I don't think people are, are always talking about me. Just 99% of the time, I think they're talking. I'm I'm so vain. I think 99% of the conversation is about me. Just go to the source. Just go to Jeremy and ask him all about it. I'm an easy person to find. They DM me. We'll talk. I want to be friends with all these people. People are going to be like, there oh, Jeremy Lambert wants to be friends with all the wrestlers. I do. I I I want this stuff to succeed. I like doing this. I have fun doing this. This is fun for me. Thank you for letting me rant and get all of this off of my chest. I don't know if the show's good or not, but you know what? I don't have to pay. Talking about it's a runaway hit. This is a runaway (laughs) freight train of a hit. (laughs) Oh man, it's been a long week, everybody. Jeremy, plug your shit. Let's get out of here. What am I plugging? Watch the spotlight Thursdays, nine thirty a.m. Eastern youtube.com slash fightful go to fightful.com and read all the articles that i've written uh shout out to the news team by the way this week colin robert skyler great work this week we're we're, we're running we're running well well oiled machine over at fightful we're, we're doing we're doing great work and go to fightful we were this close jeremy to running our first ever non-jeremy lambert headline in that brian danielson article that colin had I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna put over other headlines and other people's work. <laughs> That's fine. It's the Jeremy Lambert special. Go follow him at Jeremy Lambert eighty eight. Or don't. I don't care. I am Actual Pearl, ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary. I do write my own solos. We'll see you in the next one.